Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Dash Podcast. This is season two, set up for success. It's been a great time, and I've already had a beautiful conversation with Miss Lauren Caldwell. She's an exceptional musician, and she's also an expert in marriage. That's what our first 15 minutes of the conversation have been about. So I'm excited to have you on, Lauren, and uh, excited to, to keep on talking about marriage and, and music. Yes, um, I think they go hand in hand in our life. I, I really feel like um, my marriage fuels the music that I write and that mm. the music kind of fuels our marriage. And, and it's been really cool to watch the journey over the last four years with my husband, and, um, seven years as friends and, and four years as, um, as a married couple. And yeah. just to see what um, what happens when you when you pour yourself out to another person and the genuine songs that come out of that mm. and, and vice versa. Those songs kind of spark conversations with my husband too. Wow. So, can, can you yeah. elaborate on it more? Tell me about that that part because that's interesting, you know, intertwining. I know I just mentioned, you know, knowing that my fiance is about to come and live with me. It's made me think, it's made me think in different ways, think about stuff that I never had before, and that's impacting my yes. work as well. You know, if I'm if I'm going to make a decision as an entrepreneur, as a businessman, my first thought goes to how is this going to affect my wife and my family and my home. Right. Um, so, talk talk a little bit more yeah. about how music affects your marriage. Yes, so I have always been a musician. I can think back to my first memories or me singing and dancing and um, trying to play the piano. I took piano lessons when I was five and I hated to practice so I quit. <laughs> mm. I wish I didn't quit um, but I play guitar now and my husband is not a musician by trade. He's actually um, a videographer and a filmmaker and an author. He's kind of a renaissance man where he does <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> um, it's fun because we get to try a whole bunch of new things together as well so um, I really feel feel like the music that I've been writing in this last season, the last maybe three or four years, has come out of just living life as a, as a married woman. And um, I've been writing a lot of songs recently that are about marriage, but, but about just union and, and friendship and intimacy mm. in that way and, and just how it can be done well. Um, I actually have two singles that are coming out and the, one of them is called Tonight and, hey. it's, and it's about fighting with your spouse <laughs> uh, but fighting in a fair way um, I wrote it we were not having an argument or anything and I remember playing it for my husband he said are you mad at me? <laughs> I said no I wanted, uh, I wanted to write a song that shows people that you can lay it all out with your spouse and, and you can be your true self and know that this person is here for me mm. and I'm here for them and that this is not going to end our relationship if I'm honest. I think wow. a lot of times we, we feel like if I'm honest with this person, they're going to leave or they're going to think about me differently. And um, the, the chorus of this song, it just says, um, say what you must and mean what you say because I can take it tonight. Wow. Um, be who you are and I'll choose to stay because I can take it tonight. And I think that's, um, that's kind of what... I've seen in, in wow. our marriage and friends and friends of ours whenever we have hard times to decide, hey, let's be honest and let's lay it all out and know that this is not going to break us. It's going to build us if we allow each other to to be our true selves and, mm. to, and to grow from it. So, mm. um, I'm I'm not sure that answered your original question. No, that that's but, that's <laughs> wonderful. Um, just <laughs> that's wonderful. What, but, what yeah, is? I think it's it's important. How does your friendship, like what that spoke to me, you know, being friends makes it so yeah. much easier to um, lay it on the line and, and speak freely, you know, and and, and not, yes. you know, I, we were talking, I was talking to my fiance last night and 
I made her mad, but she didn't say anything. She knew I didn't do it intentionally. <laughs> she knew it wasn't intentional. So it wasn't right. it wasn't like an argument or a fight or anything like that. It was just it was just my ignorance, you know, and not really I not really knowing um, what I did wrong and and she but she let me know about it this morning and she told me that hey Trey that you know that kind of made me upset yes. but I know it wasn't on purpose and it's like oh okay well now I can now we can move forward right. from that and I can take it you know I can take that and I can move forward so that's that's an immediate relevancy right there that's it I think um, we were speaking earlier about friendship and that that being the foundation of any any good relationship <clears throat> any good marriage um and by good, I just mean um, one that we're constantly growing and we're um, and we're allowing ourselves to grow into our full self. I think that word good can can yeah. be tossed around in marriage, yeah. and we think being married for seventy years means it's good, but it doesn't always mean it's a good, healthy marriage. Right. We've been together for so long, but um, I think um, I, I was sharing earlier. I feel like my husband and I we've been friends for um, just seven years. I'm 26 this this summer, and. Um, and I remember when I met him, I was definitely, I came out of a really bad relationship that I was in for years before that on and off, um, just um, mentally abusive, um, spiritually, emotionally, um, sometimes physically. And I remember just, I needed a space to just be myself. I needed to be myself with the Lord. I needed to only see Christ. <laughs> and I needed to only surround myself with people who were gonna uplift me in that way. And um, I met my husband, who I didn't know was my husband then, um, right. at a actually at a, a worship conference. And I remember the night that I met him, I had just got out of that bad relationship, and he said, four years later, he said, I knew you were my wife. Hmm. And I said, I'm glad you didn't tell me that day because right. I was not in the state <laughs> to be anyone's wife. And he yeah. said, I was not in the state to be anyone's husband. So it was good that we didn't yeah. <laughs> have that conversation. but. Um, but we developed friendship very slowly, but very surely over those next three years, four years, um, and, and allowed ourselves to grow spiritually together. Um, he actually helped me a lot with my music while we were just friends. So I released my first EP um, under my maiden name, Lauren Kelly, in 2014. So that 2013, I was working on that music, and um, and he helped me a lot with the business side of it. So he mm. has a very good. Um, understanding of business and entrepreneurship and so he helped me to figure out who do I market this to who do I um, um, who's my audience that I'm trying to reach and how right. do I get it onto Spotify iTunes all those things that as an artist all I knew was I wanted to make music right. <laughs> and he knew okay how do we get it out to the people that you want to hear it and actually be transformed and I think that's a good that's a good picture of our marriage where hmm. One person has a dream and a vision, and I think sometimes we can be so caught up in our vision that we need someone to give us the blueprint for it. And and I think he's helped me a lot in that way, where he he's seen that I have a passion to see people healed and set free and walking in their purpose, and I want to use my platform of music to do that. Right. But he's also come along and said, well, let's um, get you sponsorships. Let's get you um, when you go on tour. Let's make sure that you have a rental car that um, that you're able to use as a sponsorship as well, just kind of growing that business side wow. of me. And then vice versa with his dreams, he um, he's a, a filmmaker and he's working on some documentaries right now that are, um, I know we call things passion projects where like, it's not gonna yield a whole bunch of money up front, yeah. but I believe when we're working and walking in our purpose that, that we do receive that, um, whether financially or otherwise, um, on the other end and so, he sees the vision and I'm saying, okay, how can we take the baby steps to get there? 
and that's that's what friendship looks like how can I serve your vision wow um, and that's that's what I think marriage looks like as well yeah that's powerful you mentioned earlier before we we got on the podcast about the triangle and I've heard the triangle you know man yeah. husband and God is at the top of that triangle but I didn't hear the way that you articulated about growing closer together over that time how how have y'all been able to grow closer yes. together in that with that kind of teeter-totter helping each other get into your your vision yeah yeah so I remember our first year of marriage I thought that we were going to wake up every morning and have a bible study together and it was going to be like perfect and <laughs> um, that we would be faithful to it every day and that did not happen wow. <laughs> um, we would wake up and um I'm like well I'm hungry let's go eat and we would skip out on those very important times with the Lord hmm. um, and, and I think this last year we've kind of gotten into a better rhythm and uh, we've been slacking this month but we're going to get back on it right. um, where every morning we wake up I turn on some worship piano music that is just instrumental and um, we just kind of soak and we sit there and we allow um, the Lord to just speak to us individually and then we pray together hmm. um, and I think it's helped too that we have a daughter now who will be two and, and we really realize like it really isn't about us alone anymore. The closer mm. that we grow to God, the closer that we're helping her grow to God. Yeah. So I think that's probably helped us <laughs> uh, because we have a, a new passion, <clears throat> a new purpose to, to be walking in. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like the closer that we grow to God individually, the closer we'll grow to each other, like that triangle, like we yeah. said, um, if you're on the lower left and she's on the lower right, and God is at the, the top, you're constantly growing towards the Lord. And if that's your focus, then you'll ultimately come together as a couple yeah. because you're going into your best selves. That's that's a good point. What what are you what would you say, you know, so before I'm I'm not living with my fiance yet, she'll be moving in soon. So what what kind of mm-hmm. If you can go in hindsight yeah. and say, Hey, you know, here's here's something that I have yeah. done to make sure that we're keeping God first. Cause it's, you know, I'm entrepreneur, she's working. We've got a lot going on as well. How do you, how do you balance that out? How did you balance out your time yeah, with God yeah. and stay, keep everything going? So I think that we had to make, yeah, we, um, we realized that we are calendar people. So if we put on our calendar, it's gonna happen. Gotcha. <laughs> um, and so I think you have to figure out what kind of person you are. Are you someone who can just say, oh, I'll meet you here at four and you'll remember to be there or you someone who has to write that meeting down in gotcha. your calendar so it can happen. And we decided that we were going to take our calendars and write down, hey, in the morning when we wake up at eight o'clock or seven o'clock, we are going to spend this time together with the Lord. This is a meeting that we have with God. That's probably the best advice that my um, our pastor gave us just in ministry in general. He said, if you if you don't schedule personal time with you and with the Lord on your calendar, it's not going to happen. Mm. Um, because we're naturally, you're a person who wants to see people growing and advancing. And, and I know that both you and your fiance are people who want to see people walking in their purpose. Right. And you have to schedule time for you to walk in your purpose. Yes. Amen. <laughs> you can help them. Um, what else? We, we, yeah. Yeah. Amen. I feel like if we are not full and overflowing, then we can't pour into people well. Um, I have a song on my last album called Overflow, and and I wrote that song because I was empty. Like wow. <laughs> I was serving in ministry and I was empty, and I said this isn't this isn't working. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the verse just says, "I'm empty and I'm waiting for your love to rush in." So overflow, fill me up until I overflow. And so that's the verse in the chorus, and that that bridge is 
my husband and I worship to this bridge all the time and it says, I want to have more than enough to give, more than enough to give away of you and you being God. Like hmm. if I'm not full to overflow of the Lord, I can't give anyone I can't give anyone um, anything that's not going to scrape from my heart. We don't have to scrape from the, the bottom of our <laughs> cup to give to people. That's not what God intended for us. Yeah. Um, I know you spoke uh, earlier about your, your word for the year and that word being abundance and overflow. And um, that has to happen not only for our sake, but for the people around us. Mm. We, we can't pour out fully if we're not already overflowing. And yeah. so I think that. Yep. There are seasons where we have to take a step back <laughs> and allow God to fill us up to overflow so we can pour out better. And I yep. think that's so important. We've done that too. Without a doubt. Some, last year we took seven months off to just wow. be. Just yeah. be. Wow. That's powerful. Well, tell, tell me about, tell, talk to me more about seasons <laughs> because I'm, I'm a big believer in seasons as well. And it just seems, you know, you, you got to learn to flow yeah. with God. And, and the more I try to do it myself, the, the yes. more I'm just dragging and pulling and tugging everything in my life along with me. But when I can say, yeah. when you do what you just said, let me take a step back and let me talk to God about this. Let me let me, let me me get permission to do what God has asked me to do. And then everything just starts kind of flowing. Talk to me about seasons and, and even, I don't know, is there, a, is there a amount of time that seasons last? Is there certain things? How do you know when a season starts or when it ends? Yeah. Right. So um, I know in the word it says that we um, we should know the seasons and the times of the Lord. Um, people of God know that. Um, and I want to be someone who knows those times and seasons. But I think the way to know those times and seasons is to walk closely with God. And so I wish I could tell you that, like, yeah, like today I know every single time that God told me to do something. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know every single time. I know a lot more now than I did 10 years ago. But I've been walking with the Lord since I was like, for real, for real, since I was 16. But before gotcha. that, I mean, I grew up in church. My parents, um, my first place I went after I was born was to church. So <laughs> uh, wow. that is, it's been, it's, the Lord has been my foundation. And I think um, I was fortunate enough to, even though I grew up in a space that might have been religious, um, I, I was fortunate enough to have parents who understood and, and, and taught me what relationship with God looked like and not just the rituals. But what does it mean to actually want to know yeah. um, the Holy Spirit and want to know what it's like to, um, he's the teacher of all things. And so if you know the Holy Spirit and you're constantly growing and growth looks like um, spending time in your in your word, um, spending time, not just reading the word, but asking God, what does this mean for my life? What does it mean for those that I'm going to encounter today? And then also in prayer. Um, and I think prayer a lot of times to many people looks like listing off our concerns to God and then saying, okay, I'll talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs> but um, prayer is conversation. And so, so to me, when the word says pray without ceasing, it's really saying have conversation with God all day long. Um, and that's us taking a step back and looking around us and actually observing what's around us and seeing God in all those things. Hmm. And so for seasons, back to your original question, I think it's us being able to look around us and be aware of our personal selves. So for me, when I'm assessing what season are we in, is it time to shift, is it time to change, are we supposed to stay here? Um, I really ask God, I look around, I ask God, um, am I fulfilling the purpose that I'm supposed to be fulfilling in this time? Um, and then I ask him, um, 
actually this morning I was just writing in my journal the same thing and I said um, God I don't want to I don't want to just go somewhere that's a new season or I'm supposed to be some, I want you to be there and so um, in I think it's in Exodus when Moses is um, is asking to see God's glory um, he basically says Lord or as he's with the people of Israel he's saying I don't want to go where you're not Lord and this morning, God kind of broke that open to me. He was like, don't you realize that you carry the Holy Spirit inside of you? Like, wow. wherever you are, I am there. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to operate under the old law anymore. And so we can move from time to time and noticing that, like, God, you're with us in every season. But practically speaking, seasons, I know my husband and I, if we are feeling uncomfortable in a place or we're feeling like, um, so spiritually uncomfortable, um, where we're feeling like we're not growing or we're feeling like we are stagnant in our walk with Christ, um, we take a step back and we ask the Lord, we say, is this a place where we're supposed to be? Is this um, is this helping us grow spiritually? Um, are we being hindered or are you calling us higher? Are you calling mm. us to, to pour into this place or are you calling us to leave this place? And so mm. that's kind of what we've seen in, in physical seasons. Um, we've been in churches where um, we have we have stayed a little bit too long because we weren't listening to God's seasons and then we've been exposed to things in those places that we weren't supposed to be exposed to because God had asked us to move. And so um, I remember I was serving at a church one time and the Lord told me, he said, when to leave. And I said, oh, okay. He said at the end of the year. And I said, okay, Lord. And and so let me, so I felt, I felt that he said at the end of the year, I was leading worship one time and, um, and I just felt in my spirit, like I heard that saying, you'll be out of here by the end of the year. And I said, oh, okay, Lord. Um, and I didn't realize it, but as I was in that season, I was studying a lot of um, Hebrew and, and, and Greek and trying to understand some more of the foundation of our, of our faith. And the end of the Hebrew year was around September of that year. And so I'm thinking December. And as I'm studying in the Word, He's showing me that the end of their year is around September. And I said, oh, God, like, I might have missed you had I not been wow. constantly in relationship with you. Wow. And so... I heard him say that, and so I was able to, I left a month after September, like I left wow. in October, and in that month, I remember seeing things that began to harden my heart, began to um, to make me bitter, and I said, wow, God, I learned in that season that when you tell me to go, I need to go. Mm. Um, when you tell me to move, I need to move, because you're protecting me, you're protecting <laughs> those around me, because how'd I stay longer, like, <laughs> uh, just knowing, like, God's intention is is to protect us, not for the sake of um, just us being safe, but He wants us to be the best vessels for what He ha- what we're purposed to do. And so, um, if I stayed in that church longer and I became bitter and, and I didn't uh, I didn't love Jesus anymore, I didn't love right. His people, I couldn't serve the church that I'm serving at now because I would be bitter and turned off towards ministry and, and religion. Right. And and that's I began to see that happening, and I said, God, thank you for showing me that. Um, even though I didn't listen, so like we can learn from failing too. Yeah, yeah. Um, even though I didn't listen, I was able to see what it, <laughs> what it means. He, yeah, he's yeah. gonna You're have an his way. You probably learned from some failed games. Oh before. come on, come on! Now that's that's everything. You know, God, what 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 you learn is God is gonna have His way. Yeah. And and this if this episode is for nobody else, if nobody yeah. hears it, it's for me because I, I'm at I'm at that place right now mm-hmm. where I'm trying if. if if God, God's going to have his way, and I can keep on trying to do it myself, but I heard somebody say, if I can do it, then it's not God. 
God's going to get his way. I, I can try and try yeah. and try and fail and fail and fail. But if God has a blessing set for me, I'm going to get it. I, I don't have I don't have a choice, you know, even when yeah. it comes to, yeah. you know, serving people. I, I, I told, you know, somebody the other week, I was like, you know, yeah. I think about how much pressure is on me right now and, and how much pressure is yeah. on as you as you go bigger or, or for an example I'm in municipal government right now there's 8,000 people in my city not too big okay. but every day the decisions I make have an impact on 8,000 people that's a privilege and there's a pressure that yeah. goes along with that and then I was oh. thinking of the yeah. next step up and so our, our state government our senators and our representatives our legislator they're responsible for 2 million people and then you look at the, the US Congress and it goes bigger or even as a speaker or a musician or an artist the higher you climb the, the privilege is greater and the pressure gets greater with that and the, I don't have a yeah. choice on how high I go on that standard. If I'm called to serve a million people, it would be a million people. If I'm called to stay right here at 8,000, that's what yeah. it's going to be. And God's going to have his way. If I go to try to get elected for something else and God told me, he didn't tell yeah. me to move, I'm not getting that. You know, so it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting because the... The rituals, you know, I've got a, a little morning routine, an hour of power where I've got I've got a book I read, I got mm -hmm. a journal I write in, I schedule yeah. my day, I read my Bible, I know where it's all at. And my pastor said last week, he and he wasn't he was talking to me, but it was in his sermon. He said, Don't don't get caught up in your routines and yeah. your rituals. That your routine and your ritual doesn't mean it's God. And even though you're in your, your Bible every day and you say you're reading and you're studying and reflecting, are you listening? Are you listening to the word that's coming into you? Yeah. Um, and, and are you living the word that is being sold into you? That's good. That's so good. I think, like you said, are, are you listening and living? Um, I know um, we uh, we love the church that we're at right now. We are such great friends with the, the pastor and his wife and our congregation. And I remember we took a short season away. We moved to Nashville last year for um, seven months. Mm. And that season was very different it was definitely a huge leap of faith um so i was in full-time ministry getting paid great money to serve god's people and to and to lead them into worship and and we felt like um i was just sharing with someone earlier we felt like we were not living out the word that we were professing um, right. we looked around we hadn't talked to any of our neighbors about jesus we hadn't shared anything we hadn't invited anyone over for a meal which is wow. basic um, just welcome people into your home. That's what Christ did. He was always eating mm. with people. Yeah. And we realized, wow, we have lost focus and we weren't living out what we were speaking. And we had to take a step back and, and regain that passion, regain that ability to do so. And like I said before, fill ourselves up to that overflow so we'll be able to pour out of that place. Um, you said something really powerful just a few minutes ago. You said, if, if God's called you to serve 8,000, then you'll serve those 8,000. If it's a million, then it's a million, and, and so on and so forth. But I really feel like, um, especially in music, so I have lots of friends who are artists as well, and um, some artists who are blatantly like gospel artists, some who mm -hmm. are um, just positive artists where they're always going to share uh, positivity in their songs. Um, and I have some friends who are in the industry right now who are like rock and roll artists who like will throw a worship song if they're set <laughs> right. but they realize that their platform doesn't belong to them mm -hmm. it's not about them um, 
and they're, they're blessed with the things that come with it. Like you're blessed with the finances and the fame and the fortune and things of that nature. Um, but what are you doing with that? And God's not going to advance you to the next place um, unless you, he, he's not going to be the one to advance you. You may advance, <laughs> yeah. but it, it wouldn't be always of God's hand if it's, um, if you're not <clears throat> able to handle that. Um, someone said to me one time, God's the only person who will let you uh, keep working even though you're fired. <laughs> and uh, if we look at Saul in the Bible, um, he was, yeah, he was, he was serving. He was king still, but he had been fired. And David yeah. was already anointed the king. Yeah. And there was already someone who was going to take his place, but he was still working and yeah. not even serving God anymore. And so I, I really have to ask myself all the time, who am I serving? Um, am I serving God first or am I serving my vision of what I want my life to look like? Um, right. Is my husband and I, are my husband and I, actually pursuing what we feel like our family is called to from the Lord or are we just trying to make money like <laughs> it comes down to that like and I think it's important those things are all very important um, and, and it's important to have money because that's a resource from God that he wants us to be able to pour back into our community yeah but a lot of times we are um, we can find ourselves come off focus yeah and God's saying I need you to Bring it back in, bring yeah. it back in, because what I have for you is not only about you, it's yes. about the platform that I placed you on. And um, countless people will encounter God because of your faithfulness yeah. in whatever season you're in. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that you're impacting your community in ways that no one else could because you carry a, a special anointing and a special gifting from God that, that he's placing you for that season, for that place. And until he's ready to uh, to move me to the next place, <laughs> um, right. that's where you'll faithfully serve. And I think that's exactly what God needs us to do. Yeah, that that's you, you're on it. I've been I've been reflecting a lot lately. And well, before I get to that, uh, a year maybe two ago, I just started to pray. God, I know that I'm gonna go off track. I know that I'm gonna lose my way sometimes. But whenever I do, let me come back to you. Let me always be brought back to you. Okay. And sometimes, you know, I don't know when I'm slipping. Like I said, my pastor said, don't worry about your routines. And in and, and my head, I had been I had been still chasing God. I had still been living as hard. I actually just been up. Uh, I just finished Samuel, first and second Samuel. But then there was this day that. Awesome. You just I, <laughs> there was a day. So I live on a, a street. There's only three houses on the block that I live at. And it's kind of a it's kind of in the cut. It's kind of ducked off okay. a little bit. But I get a lot of walking traffic. A lot of a lot of my district, about 30 percent of the people that live okay. on my side of town don't have a vehicle. And most of us are in poverty over here. Most of us people of color or black people over here are in poverty. When I say poverty, I mean $8,000 a year um, is what they're making. And there's also there's some homelessness and there's some there's some alcohol alcoholism that's around here. I'm two blocks from the liquor store, two blocks downtown, right in the middle of the hood, too. So I've got I've got all three of those together and I have a lot of people that will stop by my house. And there was one gentleman in particular who. He's been on the street for a while. Uh, he's got some bad habits with alcohol. And he has started coming to my house about four, maybe five months ago. And the first time he asked me to stay at my house and I couldn't let him stay the night inside my house. But I, I gave him a blanket and I, I got him a place to stay. But then he kept coming back, but he would come back to my house late at night and he would come back drunk. And he would ask me for help and I said, look, I don't have any problem helping you. I don't have any problem. I was, I felt like I was mean to him. If I'm just going to let me not even sugarcoat. I felt like I was mean. Like, dude, you, you've got to stop coming to my house at 10 o'clock <laughs> at night. 
unannounced. Like I understand the situation, but you <laughs> you can't just come to my house at ten o'clock and and ask me what I got on your forty. Like that's not how it works. Yeah. And and it's I said come to my house yeah. anytime during the day. Anytime the sun is out, you can come over. But I've got a fiance about to move in, and you know yeah. I don't want I don't want people coming to the house. Yeah, got boundaries with that. Yeah, 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 protecting the home. So, but he kept coming back. He kept coming back. He kept coming back about once a week or every couple of weeks. In the mm-hmm. most recent time I saw him, he was he was fresh. He was clean. He had got some new clothes. He just had a different little twinkle in his eye. And I had I sat down and I was talking to him and he said, "Trey, I just want to thank you, man, for all the little things that you've done for me over these past few months." And I was like, and he kept on going, and I was just listening. And he said that there's there's just an air about you, and I, I can't help but stop by your house when I walk by. Every time I see your vehicle, I just want to come say hello to you, and wow. I just want to be around you because you 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 spill into me and yeah. you pour into me. And I was like, wow, Toby. Number one, you just made my day, and number two, I thought I was mean to you, yeah. you know. So the hey, little baby. <laughs> I, wow. I, I, I said um. <laughs> the, that's all right. That's all right. Wow. We're not even going to edit that piece out. There was... <laughs> this is our life. <laughs> exactly. He, I said, Toby, I thought I was mean to you in, in those times. And he said, no, Trey, you just told you were just telling me I could be better. And, and that, it hit my heart something so strong. And wow. I knew that that was, that was God that was, that was talking to me. And it just made me immediately... You know, realize number one that it wasn't me that was talking to him all of these nights, and it wasn't me that was that was spilling into him, but it was God's work. Cause I don't remember anything I said for him to say I helped him with the little things. It wasn't it wasn't little things that I was trying to pour into him. It was little things that God had in me to give to him. And when he told me that he he saw the anointing on me, mm-hmm. it, it was just so humbling um, to hear. And I immediately started reflecting and just started yeah. um, looking at myself and and like wow, if he if he could see this God in me, if he can see God in me, I have to start living my life to the next level. I have to raise my standard and I have to keep on going up so that I can be who it is that he thinks I am because I, you know, I know that I love God. I know that I'm seeking God, but am I, am I just doing it as a routine or am I, am I really getting closer to God? Because he's growing. He's, he's growing. He had got in my house. Like I said, he got a place to lay his head. He had some new clothes. He was getting them washed or he is getting them washed. And then he came by last week and said that he, he asked me for help. He came by during the day and said, Trey, I, I drink way too much. You think you could help me get some assistance? And and it was just like, man, yes, with, with, without a doubt. But it was that situation. You, you never know what God's blessing is going to look like. If you look for it in the same way every time, you're going to miss it. But again, what God has for you is is, is going to be for yeah. you. I, I could have cussed him. I could have kicked him off my porch. I could have been, you know, whatever to him. I felt like I was mean, but I was never disrespectful to him. I was always just telling him things. And I gave him feedback, you know, things that you could do better. Like, it's 10 o'clock. You know, the sun goes yeah. down at 8. Just come by at 730. You know, that, that's, that, that's all I need from you. You know, and it was that those <laughs> little challenges that, that helped him grow. But him coming back and, and spilling that back into me has made me reflect and made me get back on track when I didn't realize that I was off track in my faith. Wow. That's amazing. I think, too, like we um, in that same space, like there are people in our family who have come to us and said, like, hey, I needed to see your example. And we're thinking, wow, we haven't even, what have we done that you're seeing an example of? And um, 
Because, you know, like you just said, like individually, you feel like, man, I'm not doing anything. I'm not, yeah. I don't feel like I'm advancing in that way. <laughs> and, and I think it is a small blessing when God is just showing you like, hey, look what happens when you're only spending this much time with me. And you're not even getting as deep as you can get with me. Like, imagine what could happen yeah. if you if you really were to know me in a more intimate way. Like, and that's powerful. Those are the stories that are going to transform your district. Those are stories that are going to transform um, the people around you because we don't, um, when you have a platform, you can do two things, but you can use it for um, your sake or for people around you's sake. And I think um, what you just shared is you using your platform to see other people healed. Um, and yeah. even, like I said, as a musician, like my heart is to see people healed. And I want to be as honest as possible in my songs so that people can, uh, if they're feeling depressed or down, like, they can know that someone else has felt that way, but that there's hope, mm -hmm. that there is um, that there is a better life, and that there is um, a freedom that you can walk in. I mean, not a lot of my songs are right now I'm writing are not explicitly the gospel, right. um, but they explain the gospel in a way that that we can digest. Um, not everybody can can hear a song about Jesus clapping their hands, and that yeah. does something to them. Yeah, <laughs> uh, for me it does, but not for everyone, and so. Um, even the song I just wrote is called Stay, um, and it really speaks to what you just said um, in the, the, the first the first verses. Um, if the words I sing set your soul on fire and they cause your heart to dance, I mean, if the melodies I sing set your soul ablaze and they remind you of a divine romance, then I hope you stay right here a little longer, and I hope you breathe this in until you're stronger. And so that's that chorus. I hope you stay right here, and I hope you breathe this in. And I really want people when they walk around me, when they walk around people like you, that they would say, man, like, I just have to stay here. I don't know why, but I need to be near you. I feel like yeah. you're making me better. I, I feel like you're helping me to breathe again. I feel like you're helping me to to, um, to be my full self. And I think that's what we're supposed to use our platforms for. Hmm. Um, and even in our marriage, like going back to the original topic, there are so many people who've come to us and said, wow, we needed to see you guys. We needed to see, um, uh, especially two black people married and loving each other and growing and yeah. um, that's not a common sight um, my parents have been married for 30 something years but that's not everyone's story um, yeah. my husband never met his father um, and, and a lot of the, the relationships in our families are are, um, are broken or, or um, the husband is not there anymore or um, um, people living alternate lifestyles and just so we haven't as a nation and as people we haven't always seen a good example of what it means to to be committed, and so I think mm. that us using our marriage as a platform to show people, hey, like marriage can be hard, but I, I promise you can do it. I promise that it's gonna make you better. I promise that you're gonna see the beautiful flower um, come to life. I promise right. that you're gonna see the rainbow after the storm and the beauty in it all. And so I really feel like that's what our platform of our marriage is for as well. Mm, 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 mm. I'm filled yeah. up right now. <laughs> My, my, good. Me too. My, my cup was full. Yeah, That's I didn't. Awesome. And, yeah. you know, this one, we, we've had conversations over the past couple years, you know, just about working together and doing some things together. And I don't know why the urgency was there last night. And I, I saw one of your posts, I think, on Instagram was like, let me, you know, let me get her on the podcast. When When is good? Yeah. How about tomorrow? You know, that that this worked out right on time. And this has been yeah. a. Oh, a word for me. You know, this has been something for for me. And I told you yeah, the word was God. abundance now, but at the beginning of the year, the word was indulgence. And I didn't know 
what why indulgence mm. was the word and and it's you know I have to to conquer my indulgences to reach my abundance but it's it's the things that I'm indulging yeah. in am I going to indulge in, in the things am I going to indulge in, in eating cookies am I going to indulge in alcohol am I going to indulge in, in <laughs> negativity you know what or am I going to indulge in God am I going to indulge in a conversation with with somebody else that is going to make me better am I going to do, indulge in service yeah. am I going to indulge in, in leadership in Christ and faith yeah. you know those are it's switching the you know what your indulgences are from from the biggest to the smallest because every every step you take towards God you've got to get rid of a little bit more of yourself um, you know whatever little habits and, and things that you've got in yourself that that need to be gone for in order for you to yeah. have the abundance of that next step so I love it what what's but the next? good thing is that he gives you the grace go ahead he gives you the grace sorry <laughs> I was saying the good thing is he gives you yeah, he gives you the grace to do those things. I know there are seasons where I felt like, God, I'm never going to overcome this indulgence. There were seasons in our life where, um, in our marriage, where we struggled with um, uh, just uh, even our intimacy, like things that we did in our past, things that we had indulged in in our past were creeping into our marriage. And we really had to decide, like, God, are we going to stop doing that or not? And, and I think on our own we could not have done it yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. but really when you say god i need your grace to get me through this in every single moment i need mm -hmm. your grace and reminding ourselves that it's not our own strength right um it's not our strength at all it's when we are weak that he's made strong yeah i think that is really where we can say oh i actually can let go of those things because it's not me yeah. on my own is the power of the Lord inside of us allowing yeah. us to do that. I heard T.D. Jakes last week, I think, said something very similar to what you just said. That's God also speaks to me in words and in threes. Um, and this is maybe the second or third time yeah, I've heard it. But good. yes, for sure. He said, um, he said, shoot, I lost it. Uh, oh, he said, you, you've tried to change the habit on your own, but until you put God in it, it's not going to go, just like you said. And I was like, I mean, what do you mean put God in it? Like, I'm reading my Bible, like, isn't that putting God in it? But it's like, no, like specifically, not just listing off what I want from God, but having that conversation. God, take this from me. Take these thoughts from my mind. Take these actions away from my step. God, lead me, guide me, and show me the way. Curse, curse all these things that have been set against me yeah. to the root. You know, let let me let me indulge in you. Let me experience your abundance and really put God in between me and what my problem is. And then that not not just talk to God and tell Him what yeah. my problem is, but put God in the middle of it so that when <laughs> I when I'm trying to to go against yeah. His word, that that I'm interrupted by by God's power or grace. Yeah. Wow. Um, I really feel like um, I need to share this. I don't need to share this often, but um, but I know a lot of um, people um, just worldwide um, struggle, especially relationships with um, with viewing. Um, just gonna take a left turn. Pornography, and that's a strong um, stronghold on a lot of people. And I remember um, I had grown up with a very skewed identity and what sexuality meant. And I remember. Um, I had the Lord had to intervene in that situation. I had to say, God, um, I don't understand why my mind thinks this is normal. So I, I need you to walk me through what it looks mm. like to to walk in purity with you. And so I don't know if that's anything that any of your viewers struggle with, but I really had to. Um, a lot of us, a lot of people I know, yeah. secretly struggle with this because um, we don't talk about it. Um, we had to literally say, Okay, God, like 
I need you to change my mindset, um, yeah. but I'm going to walk with you through it. Just like you said, um, not just praying to him about it, but saying, God, um, when I want to, to, um, to look at something perverse, but remind me of the period that you have, that you place inside of me. When I want to operate in a way that's not the way that I'm called to, like remind me, um, surround me. Like if he speaks to you in threes, like, I ask the Lord, like, show me in the ways that you speak to me mm. who I am, so I don't, mm. so I don't try and be someone else, so I don't try and do something that's not wow. in my calling. Um, and that that will deter you from anything that the enemy's trying to throw at you. Like, yeah. if God is constantly speaking to you who you are, and people are surrounding you, telling you who you are, um, you won't act out in any way that is not who you're designed to be. I have people all around me telling me, Lauren, you're a world changer. Lauren, you're gonna set people free. You're gonna um, break addiction in people's lives. And and, and I needed to hear that so I wasn't bound to those things either. Um, mm-hmm. That's how I really feel like the Lord set me free. He surrounded me with his word and with his truth mm. um, in situations where I was believing lies about myself and, right. and, and purity and sexuality. Um, and I really feel like, especially in our marriage, like there's a season where both of us were struggling and that really helped us to understand who we were and, and to walk in our full intimacy with God and with each other. Wow. That's that that's it and it is that's indulgence you know what whatever the indulgence is you know i said alcohol and 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 cookies but pornography and and everything else in between you know those those are all anything heavy yep anything anything that's that's keeping you from um having god's word and having god's heart so I love it so much. What, what's yeah. next? What's next for you? Any tours yeah. coming up? You said you got a couple of singles dropping. What, yeah. what else is cracking in your world? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we're actually we're going on tour uh, July 21st through July 31st. Me and my good friend Layla Frankel. She is from Chicago, and we'll be stopping in Nashville, Lexington, um, Columbus, Toledo, Detroit. Ann Arbor, wow. Chicago, and uh, Bloomington, Indiana. So we're wow. doing like a little mini Midwest tour. Yeah. Um, just like a, a short 10-day tour, but um, we want it to be a, an intimate space. So I feel like I always do house concerts and house shows because it's a place where you can really be intimate with the guests yep. there and, and they can experience the music in that small, in the living room space. Uh, but I also love being at big venues where 100 people can experience that as well. Yeah. And I want that same feeling wherever we are. So we're doing that. And uh, this month coming up, and then I also have two singles I just got done recording with my really good friend, Michael Giffone. And uh, he's in Grove City, Pennsylvania. He's an amazing engineer. Oh, my goodness. Like, <laughs> um, just amazing. And he's in this little small town in Pennsylvania that you wouldn't think. <laughs> yeah. But um, this man is so talented and he just hears the sounds of heaven and he releases them. It's so cool. Um, But those two songs, uh, the first one is called Stay and that'll be a single we're going to release this fall. And then um, the next single is called Tonight. And then and recording, I think, three more songs so we can get that into an EP and yeah. get that to everybody. There you go. There you <laughs> my go. My baby's running around at my husband. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's what we're doing. Mm, I love it. And where can we find you? You where can th- find all that stuff on uh, online. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Um, so if you if you go to my, uh, I, I use my Instagram, my Facebook, like web websites, basically. Okay. Um, we're revamping our website, but when we do have it, it'll be laurenmcaldwell.com. Gotcha. Um, and you can look up Lauren Caldwell Music on Facebook or Instagram, and that's that's where I'm at. Um, I love to talk to people, so I'm not like a distant uh, person. Message me, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I like to respond to every single person who messages me. Um, I believe that's important, and I believe that um, people 
people want to be heard and, and I want to be heard when I when I speak to someone. Yeah. So I think it's important. So yeah. Hit me up. I would love to give you some free stuff. For sure. Send you some stuff to buy too to other people. <laughs> for sure. And, and if it's not for you, then yeah. if it's not for well, you I'll who's listening. You know what? Ooh, sorry. If it's not for you who's listening, then they'll have to share it with their friends to get it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I would love to, um, if, if you guys send me an email at launcaldwellmusic.com, I would love to um, send send you and Carmen um, some some new music so you guys can yeah, hear it first and, perfect um, if anyone would like to sign up everyone who's on my mailing list gets everything first so. gotcha gotcha that's, <laughs> that's good a, that's the benefit of that I love it I love it Lauren thank you for being so open honest transparent um, you know just just Absolutely. spilling and speaking the word of truth that's in your heart today I, I appreciate it so much Thank you for this platform, and I'm blessed by what you're doing. And I was telling my husband, I've been watching you from afar and knowing you through school, and it's been really cool to see what God's doing in your life. And um, congratulations to you and your fiance, <laughs> and uh, just what you're doing down there. So I'm like sister proud. Right, of what you're doing. right, right. Well, I told her I was interviewing you today, and she she yeah. got excited. She was like, "Oh my gosh, I love Lauren so much." So I'm gonna have to tell. Her, I'm gonna share. Oh. I'm gonna share the episode with her right away, so she can hear it too. Um, and, and everybody that's listening, thank awesome. you so much for tuning in. If you liked it, then go ahead and share it with your friends. Leave a comment with us. Go and follow Lauren on all of her platforms. And join us next time on the Dash Podcast.